Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number 62, I believe this is. A loaded, loaded one today. We're going to kick it off with an announcement here in a minute. Uh, then we're going to get into my post-week one college football top 23 power rankings. Also have like risers, fallers, who fell out, teams that were in consideration. Uh, we're going to do my five main reactions. I didn't have one, I didn't have the game... Last night down, we'll talk about Clemson a little bit, though. Uh, backdoor cover, good cover by them, and the over. Uh, then we'll get into results for my week one top five game of the week predictions. Started off well, and we'll get into my week two top five games of the week predictions. Then we'll have combat sports. We've got a few boxing, a few MMA. Obviously talk about UFC 279, which is this weekend. Going to get into my Champions League group stage predictions. Obviously got to see a few games today, but that's okay. Uh, Premier League match day seven predictions. Then I'd have my brother do a little start bench cut for me. We're going to go NFL active, NFL retired, NBA active, and NBA retired. Tried to have him fit like, you know, we're going, when it comes to, you know, we're going right now for active. So who they are right now. And then for prime taking who I, at their, at their peak, who would I take as my guy? Then we're getting to my pre week one NFL top 16 power rankings. Yes, the NFL is here. My week one game predictions, me and my brother are going to be doing the battle this year of the games. We're each going to have our prediction. I'm going to have mine first, and then I'm not going to show mine. I'm going to ask him who he wants, and we'll see if we differ. We have to pick an upset of the week each week. We did not pick the same upset of the week. Um, His was a little more out there. I think mine's kind of out there too, though. I don't know if mine will hit either. I don't know if our upsets of the week hit. And then I'll do my final NFL playoff predictions. We'll go off of my standings from last podcast, who made it, and then I'll say who I think would make the – who would make – you know who would win each matchup each week and then who wins the Super Bowl. So my announcement of the week. So every Tuesday is going to be unedited. This podcast where it's just me doing highlight or doing reviews of MMA that happened on the weekend or combat sports happened on the weekend, NFL, college football, uh, soccer, um, and then we'll get – obviously NBA will come around. We'll get into that as well. Um, and fantasy football. Uh, fantasy football uh, updates will be on this. Um, that'll obviously come next week. Will be NFL. I can actually at the end of the sh- at the end of the podcast, I'll go through and tell you who I on my main leagues who I think I'm going to start. Tough decisions I have to make. We'll get into that too. But an uh, announcement of KB and the boys. This will be every Thursday. I'm guessing anywhere from 25 to 40 minutes, 25 to 35 minutes. We're going to be talking sports betting. What we're going to do is I have a panel of eight. I got me, my friend Zach, my friend Carter, Colby, Nick, Miller, Fletch, and Tate. Eight eight panel. We're all going to have three bets of the week. Everyone is going to have their three bets of the weekend. And I'm going to – I will have the – I'm going to have them all text me their bets of the weekend Thursday morning so I can put them on the rundown. So if one of them want to put Thursday night football, I know it's not like a if we do it – Say it happens, we run later and we go. We we start after the Thursday night football game begins. No one's doing anything weird. You have to have your main three locked in. That I'll, I'm going to say you have to have your main three locked in by two two or three o'clock on Thursday. So the podcast will be shot anywhere from five thirty to seven because I'm going to actually have them in on Zoom. I'm going to have people coming in on Zoom, and you know, so we're going to start that Thursday. This Thursday is it's going to start opening NFL weekend. Kind of want to get it started. Uh, me, me, Carter, and uh, Schmidt just had a great run of soccer here this morning. We got some big MLB action, but we're gonna have three locks of the weekend from whatever you want. 
College football, NFL, combat sports, soccer, MLB. You pick your three locks of the weekend, what you like. Three locks of the weekend, and we're going to keep track of everybody's record for however long we just keep doing this. Um, and then whoever's on on the show will also discuss other bets that we have. I'm going to have other bets down that I like and stuff, so we're going to get into that as well. Um, so yeah, it should be it should be a really fun time. Uh, I can't wait to I've meet. I've been wanting to do this, just hadn't gotten around to doing it, but we're trying. You know, I'm trying to get out there a little more. So we're going to do a second show. Like I said, it'll be 25, 35 minutes. Uh, it'll be on every Thursdays. Unedited will stay on every Tuesday because I like doing Tuesday because it. Uh, NFL is done Monday night, so Tuesday's perfect because combat sports is done by the weekend. College football is done by the weekend. NFL done Monday night, so Tuesday's a perfect day for unedited. I feel Thursday's a good day too. Like I said, I know it, we could be doing it during Thursday night football potentially, but I think that'll be fine. Like I said, I'm gonna have everyone's bets locked in by three o'clock on Thursday, so you have to have them in by three o'clock on Thursday for it to count. If you you know no no shenanigans with uh, Thursday night football, but yeah, that is what we're gonna do every Thursdays. KB and the boys, 25, 35 minutes, cannot wait. Uh, I'll start this Thursday, so be exciting. So let's get into my post-week one college football top 23 power rankings. Um, I'll start off first with the risers, fallers, fell out, teams in consideration. So my biggest riser was Florida. I have them unranked to 12. I thought their defense looked very good and physical. Anthony Richardson's a very special player. So I have them going from unranked to beating the number seven team. I have them up to 12. Uh, fallers, Oregon drops 10 spots, 11 to 21. Um, also in consideration for a big faller, Utah from seven to 14 fell out. Cincinnati was tough. They were already on my 23. They were already ranked 23 last week. So there are teams I think I got to put over them. Um, but they were still in consideration. BYU, Cincinnati, Penn state, Texas, and Pitt were in my consideration for top 23, but let's get into it. Alabama remains number one. Easy does it. Again, these these top can be rearranged more. I think uh, there were some teams I didn't think looked as good as others. Um, Alabama, Ohio State ranked two. Georgia goes up to three. A&M falls. A&M, I know they won 31-0, but I feel like you should put 50-60 on Sam Houston State. So Georgia at three. I did leave Clemson at four, and people might criticize that. But here's the thing. I don't know if Uwe Ungele is going to be their quarterback all season. That five-star came in, the number one dual-threat quarterback in the country. He came in and looked really good immediately. Let a touchdown drive quickly, under three minutes. So, and that defense that Clemson has, that defense is unbelievable. So I'm going to leave Clemson at four still. At five, I actually have Michigan jumping up. So I think Michigan, I had them at eight. Yeah, I think I have Michigan at eight, and they are now up to five for me. I think they're going to be a really good football team. They're pretty complete. Um... Michigan, Ohio State's going to be a battle, but I got Michigan at five. I did drop A&M from three to six. I had them at three to begin the year. I don't know. what Again, rankings are going to move all season. We, teams are going to play different each week. Teams are going to grow and get better each week. So A&M, still plenty of time, but I have them at six. I actually have USC up to seven. That offense is going to be tough to stop. I don't know how good their defense will be, but I don't know how you stop that offense with those weapons, man. I really don't know how you stop it. I don't watching Oregon and Utah. I know they played better teams, but man, Oregon just looked like they don't deserve to be anywhere close to the top ten. And Utah, to me, I, th- I I said going in, I thought Utah was slightly overrated. So you know, and Florida's a good team, but I think Utah is slightly overrated. Uh, I have Oklahoma at eight. Um, good performance. Uh, they handle business. Notre Dame. I only dropped from six to nine. 
I thought their defense looked really good. I mean, I think here's the good thing if you're Ohio State and, you know, if you're an Ohio State fan, which I root for the Buckeyes. I like the Buckeyes. I like Ryan Day a lot. If you're a Buckeyes fan, you got to be saying after week one, man, yeah, I know our offense didn't look great, but remember last year their offense didn't look great early either. And when they figured it out, they figured it out. You have to be saying, wow. The defense is much improved from last year. I mean, it was not good defensively last year. It is good this year. They have a good defense. So if you're Ohio State, you don't worry that the offense only got 21. They're going to find themselves. That's not the worrying part. You're just glad that you didn't lose 38-21 because your defense sucked. You held Notre Dame to 10. I get it. They had a new quarterback. uh, Plays a little different than Notre Dame usually plays. But they still held them to 10 points. So Ohio State, you got to be very happy. Notre Dame's defense, I thought, looked tremendous, though. So I think Notre Dame's still going to be a good team all year. Uh, number 10, I have Baylor, and then Oklahoma State at 11, and then I got Florida at 12. We talked about Arkansas, have them up to 13. They looked good against uh, um, who they, they had uh, Cincinnati. They looked really good. Utah, it's, like I said, had them down to 14. NC State, it dropped them two spots in my rankings because uh, I'm not going to lie, I didn't think NC State looked too good. I know East Carolina, they're going to be a pretty good team this year, and it's a difficult place to play, but I just did not think NC State looked good. Uh Michigan State at 16, uh, Wake Forest at 17. I didn't know that Sam Hartman didn't play. Um, So he did not get to play week one because he had blood. He had blood clot uh, issue, but he is cleared now medically, so he will be back. So what was the score of their first game? They still did well, did they not? 44-10. Now they play Vanderbilt, which is probably the worst team in the SEC. So he's back. That'll be good. Their offense will look a lot better. Uh, They still put up 44, but it was against VMI, let's be real. Uh, Kentucky have it 18. Ole Miss at 19. Miami at 20. Oregon down to 21. I have Wisconsin at 22, and I have Houston at 23. So those will be my top 23 power rankings for this week. Uh, Let's get into some college football reactions and week two predictions. So Ohio State will have a really good defense this year. Yeah, I mean, they will. You can say what you want. They played a number number five or six team in the country, and they held them to 10 points. I don't care what anyone says. They didn't play Central Michigan or Ohio or, you know, Bowling Green and, you know, hold them to three. They held Notre Dame to 10. You know, that's a great start. And their offense will click. And Jigbo is banged up. Uh, looks like that number two kid, forget his name, he's going to be a stud. Still have Marvin Harrison. Their running backs, both of them are unreal. Ohio State's going to be fine offensively. Nothing to worry about. Georgia will be a lot better than I thought. Yeah, uh, I have to say that even though I have Ohio State ranked over Georgia still, I think Alabama and Georgia are clearly right now, not clearly, they're not clearly over Ohio State, but they're the two front runners. And I think Georgia has a better chance, has a pretty good chance to repeat. Like, I think they're going to be special all year. Uh, yeah, so Georgia could be a lot better than I thought. Anthony Richardson and the Gators will be a problem this year. Billy Napier, uh, he's got them boys playing hard, physical football. Uh, they're going to be a tough out this year. Uh, I cannot wait for Florida versus Georgia this year. Very excited about that. Richardson's an, uh, an animal. Uh, USC will be the class of the Pac-12. Yeah, I think USC walks away at the Pac-12. I actually think USC is probably going to end up in the playoff. I don't know if they lose a game this year. They do have to play Notre Dame. Um, but let's just say they're 11-0 heading into Notre Dame and they're ranked in the top four. They lose a close one to Notre Dame. They're 11-1 heading into the Pac-12 title. Let's just say they drop to six or something like that. They still have a chance at the playoff. I don't think they lose to Utah or Oregon, to be completely honest. 
Uh, A&M may be a tad bit overrated. I don't know. I just, I know it's, it's like I said, these are going to be, you can look back at these and say, oh my God, he overreacted a bunch. That's, that's how it goes though. You're, I'm reacting to week one. You're going to have a little bit of maybe I over-exaggerated at the time. 31-0, I mean, I, again, you can't complain, but like I, I think of you uh, scoring at will against Sam Houston State, in my opinion. So results from my week one, top five games of the week. I went 4-1. and one. I actually started off 4-0. and oh. I had Arkansas over Cincy. I had Georgia over Oregon. I had Florida over Utah. I had Ohio State over Notre Dame. And then I had LSU over Florida State. LSU comes all the way back from the death. And then the extra point gets blocked with no time left. Unbelievable. So I go 4-1. and one. We'll take it, though. 4-1 and is a great start. I always said 3-2 and two is what I'd like to go each week. 4-1 and one is excellent. I should have been 5-0. and oh. Not should have been, but I should have had a chance at 5-0. and oh. LSU's got to make an extra point. So my top, my week two, top five games of the week predictions. South Carolina at Arkansas. That is on Saturday at 11 a.m. I have Arkansas winning that game 34-23. Uh, number one, Alabama at Texas. That is also on 11 a.m. kickoff. I have Alabama 45-21. Number 18, Kentucky at number 12, Florida. People saying, could it be a letdown game? You know, you had the big one. Now is this a letdown game? This is 6 p.m. on Saturday. Give me Florida 24-17. Uh, number six, USC at Stanford, um, they'll give up a little more points than they did last week. Well, I think final score is 66-14 or something like that. That's a 6-30 game on Saturday. Give me USC 42-20. Uh, number 10, Baylor at BYU, who is pretty much the number 24 team in my rankings. Uh, B- Baylor actually underdogs. Uh, give me Baylor 27-20. That's a 9-15 kickoff Saturday night. Jesus Christ, 10-15 on the east. Lord have mercy. So that's college football. Um, still have com- So now we're going to get into combat sports. Uh, Fury says Usyk being difficult negotiations now. Let me grab a drink real fast. Um, yeah, Fury doesn't necessarily want a fifty-fifty split because he because you know the counter by Usyk is well I have three of the four belts. Fury goes yeah, but I draw. I get what he's saying. I think he wants a 60-40, and Usyk wants 50-50. I think, I I would agree, I would honestly tend to a little bit agree with Usyk that 50-50 is fair for an undisputed title fight. So we'll see. I don't know what else is going on there, but now Fury's calling for the Battle of Britain match with Anthony Joshua. So Joshua just lost to Usyk twice. Obviously still a huge name. This fight would still draw numbers. Again, it's not what it was because Joshua's losing streak here. So it's not the fight it once was, but it would still be big. He offered they've offered sixty forty split with Joshua. Joshua's team is yet to counter or accept or respond to that. Joshua's down for the fight in December. Um so we'll see if that happens. Uh Anthony Ruiz was back this past weekend on a Sunday night. He beat Luis Ortiz via unanimous decision, dropped him, I think, three or four times. I did not watch it. I wasn't paying sixty dollars for a non title fight pay per view, just to be honest, in boxing. Uh, Wilder should be next if Wilder wins in October. Yeah, they're talking uh, a February-March event for Ruiz versus Wilder. On They're both with PBC. So they're talking a fe- February-March. That I would be a little more interested in buying because Wilder's always entertaining. So Ruiz versus Wilder should be next if Wilder gets a win over Hellenius. Uh, okay, so again, last week we talked about Jake Paul fighting Andrew Tate. And then I get off the podcast. Ten minutes later, I look. Everything's changed. It's going to be Anderson Silva. Well, today it was officially announced. 187 pounds. 
October 29th in Phoenix, Arizona, Jake Paul will take on Anderson the Spider Silva. Currently riding a three-fight win streak in boxing since returning after leaving in May. Left in May. Outboxed Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Won that fight. Knocked out Tito Ortiz and then beat the dude that he fought on Floyd's card who was a professional boxer. Anderson has looked very good. This is a big fight. This is by far the toughest fight Jake Paul has had. No questions asked. The toughest fight Jake Paul has ever had. I would pick Anderson Silva today. As of right now, I pick Anderson Silva to win this fight. Either decision, maybe a late round stoppage. But I would go Anderson. I cannot wait, though. That's big. I'll buy Jake Paul's fight, especially if it's against Anderson. Um, awesome, though. I cannot wait. Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, October 29th, Phoenix, Arizona, 187 pounds. So, M.A. gone, finishes two of Asa in round three after a scare in round two. Yeah, it was a crazy fight. You know, first round was kind of a Cyril gone type round, kept the distance, landed punches, and then two of Asa started saying, I'm going to bite down, I'm going to make this dirty. He drops him, rocks him pretty bad. Um, unbelievable uh, fight, and then gone, he kind of got rocked again in round three, but ended up coming back and knocking out two of Asa. So it was a great fight, gone going to be a tough win, man. It's going to be tough to beat him. Uh, Whitaker dominates rounds two and three to get u- unanimous decision win over Vittori. Round one was close. I think two of the judges gave it to Whitaker. One judge gave it to Vittori. So the final cards were, I think, 30-27 on two cards, which is all three rounds to zero. And then one judge had it 29-28, so two rounds to one for Whitaker. Yeah, Whitaker really just started finding his rhythm in round two. And Vittori couldn't wrestle, couldn't deal with the speed of Whitaker. It was just basically that. That's it was just that. Yeah, I knew that was going to be a tough fight for Vittori. If he couldn't land clean and use his strength against Whitaker and take him down, I knew it was going to be tough for Vittori. So what's next for those four? Uh, for Marvin Vittori, uh, Jared Kanier just lost his opponent. Uh, Vittori seems to want to get back in there quickly. Kanier is supposed to be fighting Sean Strickland, so I think a Vittori Kanier fight makes a ton of sense. Uh, for Robert Whitaker, I don't think you're getting a title shot because I think if Izzy loses to Pereira, they probably do an immediate rematch, and if Izzy beats. Pereira, I don't think he's... UFC and Izzy are not clamoring to do a trilogy when it's 2-0 Izzy. I think uh, Paulo Costa, who just beat uh, Luke Rockhold, I think that's the fight to make. I know people are probably like, Costa? He lost to Vittori. Yeah, he did, but I mean, what do you get? You got a match make, right? He's already fought Cannonier. Um Pereira's booked up. I mean, in a way, <laughs> Whitaker's cleared off the top as well. I mean, let's pull up the UFC rankings. Let's pull them up. We'll start. So, like I said, they've probably already... So, Vittori dropped down to three. Kandinier's two. So, Kandinier-Vittori makes sense. I think Rob wants to stay active. There's talks of him going to light heavyweight. Who would he fight in his debut, though? Jan? Oh, my goodness. So, Glover's fighting Yuri. Rocket just hurt. Smith just lost Ankolaev. Jamal Hill's available. Reyes is now fighting Krylov? No. Who's Reyes? Reyes fighting Ryan Spann. So, I mean, yeah, I think the only guy that makes sense is because Brunson's fighting Hermanson, who's 5-8. and eight. Strickland is hurt, so he's out. 
till you've already fought, he's injured. You're not going to go down to Munez. I think Costa is the one that makes sense if you want to stay active. Unless they're going to give you a big fight at 205 with Jan, which I think is a tough fight. Jan is a much bigger human being. Uh, Jan, I don't think, you know, Anthony Smith is going to be out for a bit, you know. So, yeah. I think Paul Costa is just the only one that makes sense. And for uh, old Tai Tuivasa, I said either you could go Sergey Pavlovich, who's rising up the rankings, who just beat Derek Lewis. You could go Volkov. I think for Gon, it's easy. I think they're trying to still make Stipe Jones. You do Gon versus Curtis Blades. Gon's got to answer the wrestling question at some point. He's going to have to face Blades at some point, I'm guessing. So let's see if he can answer the wrestling question. Uh, looking, at, Let's look ahead at UFC 279. Uh, we are picking seven fights. UFC 279 odds. I'm interested. I mean, let's see if it, I bet off MGM and FanDuel. I'll go off the FanDuel odds. So we're doing Hamzat Diaz for picks, Lee Jingling Ferguson, uh, Holland Rodriguez, Aldana Chiesan, Walker Kutelaba, Dawadu Juliana Rosa, and Jake Collier, Chris Barnett. Jake Collier is a minus 390 favorite to Barnett's plus 280. Um, This is early predictions. I usually won't get my... We usually don't lock in our fan fight picks till Friday. Probably Collier. I want to go Barnett, but Collier... Uh, Dawadu versus Julian Arosa. Good fight. I like Dawadu. He's minus 225 to plus 172. Arosa. I am going to bet on my dog, Johnny Walker. He's a slight underdog versus Kutelaba. To worry some fight, Kutelaba's got some power. Walker's plus 152 to minus 196. Kutelaba. Uh, Irene Aldana, Macy Chieson. Um, I like Aldana. She's minus 186. Chase on plus 144. Kevin Holland versus Rodriguez. I honestly like Daniel Rodriguez in this fight as the plus 158 dog to Holland, minus 196. Uh, Lee Jingling versus Tony Ferguson, minus 295 for Jingling. Ferguson plus 235. I probably like Lee, though. It's tough. I don't want to bet against Tony, but. Hamzat Nate, obviously like Hamzat, minus 1,000 to plus 630. Honestly, if you're going to bet on Hamzat. You either got to bet him to get a finish, or you need to put him in a parlay at the minus 1,000. I like a... I like a parlay of Hamzat, Lee Jingalane, and Daniel Rodriguez. I think that was plus... Plus 254. Is Bovada close to the same odds? Bovada is close to the same odds. So, because I can't get, I can't, I don't know why it doesn't let me access my uh, FanDuel on my laptop. It says something with this, my things all messed up. Uh, so let's just click in what that would be here on Bovada. They're, they're going to have close to the same odds as, as that. So if we did the final three, if we went... Where's Ferguson? Okay, so if we went Hamzat, D-Rod, that's already plus 189 if you go D-Rod at plus 163. And then it go Li Jingling. I'm pretty sure plus 283. I think it's around that plus 280 on FanDuel as well. So plus 283 for a D-Rod, 
Jingling, Hamza Parlay. I like that a lot. Uh, we'll get into that more, obviously, on Thursday, but I just thought I'd throw that in there. That's really the only way, unless you're going to bet Hamza finish, I think that's the only way to do it. But that that's a UFC 279. Can't wait for that. Those are my early predictions. Getting to the Champions League group stage predictions. Uh, these next two kind of quick hitters. Um, so Group A, I have Liverpool coming in first. I have Ajax coming in second. I have Napoli actually coming in third and Rangers fourth. In Group B, I have Atletico Madrid finishing up top. FC Porto in second. Leverkusen third. And Club Bruges in fourth. Group C, I actually have Barcelona topping it over. Lewandowski's former club, Bayern Munich, Inter Milan finishing third, and Plezon, who's going to just lose all the games, in fourth. That is probably the group of death. I would have to go with the group of death being that one, with Inter Milan, Bayern FC. Group D, uh, Tottenham finishing first. I think really 2-3-4, you could really pick of the litter. I mean, you could really pick one or the other. One of these three, I think, is fine if you put them second. I'm going Sporting Lisbon, then Marseille in third, and Frankfurt in fourth. Group E, I know I got to see some of the games. I'm still sticking with Chelsea in first. I think they'll figure something out. AC Milan in second. Schalzburg in third. And Dynamo in fourth. Group F, I'm going Madrid first. Shakhtar Doncic in second. I'll repronounce that. Leipzig in third. And Celtic in fourth. Group G, Man City first. Dortmund second. Sevilla third. Copenhagen fourth. Pretty standard group there, I think. Pretty easy. One, two, three, four. Group H, PSG first, Juventus second, Benfica third, Hoffa and fourth. Premier League match day seven prediction. This will be coming Saturday and September game or Saturday, September tenth, and Sunday, September eleventh games. Right now, twenty-eight wins, nineteen losses, thirteen defeats. I guess I haven't really talked about it since. Uh, where's uh, the soccer tab? Here we go, soccer. So we match day six. I went four wins, four losses, two draws. On match day five, I went four wins, two losses, four draws. But, you know, that's just how it's going to play out sometimes. So Chelsea at Fulham. <sighs> give me Chelsea 2-1. I don't know how much I like it, but give me Chelsea 2-1. Wolves at Liverpool, 2-0 Liverpool. Uh, Brentford uh, at Southampton. This could be a play of the week. 2-2 draw. Goals will happen. Uh, Tottenham at Man City. I'm going Man City 3-2. Aston Villa at Leicester. Give me Villa 2-1. Brighton at Bournemouth, also a potential play of the week. 4-2, Brighton. Uh, Sunday, September 11th, Everton at Arsenal, 2-0 Arsenal. Uh, Newcastle at West Ham, 2-2 draw. Man United at Crystal Palace, 3-2 to United. So let's get into the start bench cut. Grab one more drink. I shouldn't say one more, another. I'll probably take another one, so... Um, Start bench cut, taking them for one season. So you're trying to take them for one season. Quarterbacks are Jalen Hurts, Jameis Winston, and Baker Mayfield. People know how I feel about Jalen Hurts. I think he's gotten a tad bit overrated. The last time we saw Baker Mayfield fully healthy, he was 12-5 and in the playoffs. I'm going to start Baker Mayfield. I'm going to bench Jalen Hurts, and I'm going to cut Jameis Winston. At running back, Elijah Mitchell, Chase Edmonds, and Damian Harris. Honestly, the bench cut was tougher. I think I would definitely start Elijah Mitchell. Edmonds and Damian Harris are two different backs. It depends what you really need. I'm going to go Damian Harris for bench, and I'm going to cut Chase Edmonds, sadly, even though he might be one of my most drafted fantasy football players. (laughs) Wide receivers, Adam Thielen, Hunter Renfro, DJ Moore. 
Carter, close your ears. You might get upset on this one. Start DJ Moore, bench Hunter Renfro, and cut Adam Thielen. Again, this is not prime Thielen. This is right now is what I'm going with. Tight ends, Robert Tunyon, Austin Hooper, Tyler Higbee. I'm going to start Robert Tunyon. I'm going to bench Austin Hooper, and I'm going to cut Tyler Higbee. So this is NFL retired in their prime. Quarterbacks, Donovan McNabb, Phillip Rivers, Kurt Warner. I'm going to start Phillip Rivers. I'm going to bench Donovan McNabb, and I'm actually going to cut Kurt Warner. Running backs. DeMarco Murray, Frank Gore, and Jamal Charles. This one hits close because DeMarco Murray's best year was that unreal year he had in Dallas, and then he got paid by the Eagles. I'm going to start, though, Jamal Charles. I'm going to bench DeMarco Murray, and I'm going to cut Frank Gore. Wide receivers, Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, Jordy Nelson. I honestly thought this one was pretty pretty, pretty cut in stone for me. I'm going to start Jordy Nelson. I'm going to bench Wes Welker. I'm going to cut Julian Edelman. Tight ends, Jimmy Graham, Vernon Davis, Greg Olson. I'm actually going to start Vernon. I think he's the most complete tight end out of the three. So I'm going to start Vernon. I'm going to bench Jimmy Graham. I would take his prime over Olson's, and I'm going to cut Olson, sadly. So NBA active, D'Angelo Russell, Malcolm Brogdon, John Wall. I'm going to start Malcolm Brogdon for point guards. This is point guards. I'm going to start Malcolm Brogdon, bench D'Lo, and cut John Wall. For shooting guards, Malik Monk, Malik Beasley, and Gary Trent Jr. I'm going to start Gary Trent Jr., bench Malik Monk, and cut Malik Beasley. Small forwards, Mikael Bridges, MPJ, and Franz Wagner. I'm going to start Mikael Bridges. I'm going to, cut, I'm going to bench Franz Wagner. I'm actually going to cut MPJ. Too worrisome for me. Power forwards, Siakam, Cat, and Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm gonna cut I'm gonna start Cat. I'm gonna bench Siakam and cut Triple J. At center, Robert Williams, Jared Allen, and Rudy Gobert. I'm gonna start Jared Allen. I'm gonna bench Rudy Gobert. I'm gonna cut Robert Williams. NBA retired, one season prime. Baron Davis, Steve Francis, and Deron Williams. I'm gonna start Deron Williams because in Utah he was maybe the best point guard in the NBA. I'm gonna bench Baron Davis. I'm gonna cut Steve Francis. Shooting guards, Michael Reb, Brandon Roy, Joe Johnson. I'm going to start Brandon Roy. I think we were so robbed of his career with those knees. Bench Joe Johnson and cut Michael Red. Small forwards, Sean Marion, Peja Storyakovich, and Shane Battier. I'm going to start Peja. I'm going to bench Sean Marion. I'm going to cut Shane Battier. That hurts. Love you, Shane. Kenya Martin, Antoine Jameson, Lamar Odom for power forwards. I'm going to start Lamar Odom. I'm going to bench Antoine. And I'm going to cut Kenyon Martin. For centers, Marcus Camby, Zadrunas Elgalskis, and Joe Kim Noah. I'm going to start Joe Kim, I'm going to bench Marcus Camby, and I'm going to cut Big Z, which also hurts the heart. So now, I'm going to get into the rest of the NFL predictions. We've got to have my pre-week one top 16, my NFL week one game predictions, my uh, NFL playoff predictions each round, and then we'll uh, go over my fantasy lineups as well. Uh, let me just gear that up right now. NFL Fantasy. Okay. So we have that. And then, so that's where my other money league, Sleeper. Five bigger leagues. Five. I also have a, I have a, I have a quite a few best balls, but we'll go through. So that's the Midwest League, right? That it is. That it is. 
Okay, so we'll get into that after I got that queued up right now. Actually, let's get into that now. Let's do fantasy first. I want to say the predictions, everything, my stuff for week one, NFL special. So week one of the Hutch Forever League, um, my biggest money league right now. So at quarterback, I have Derek Carr. Right now I have Derek Carr and Trey Lance. I really don't know who to drop out of those two. I feel like I want to drop Trey Lance. I'm starting Dak Prescott, though. My running backs are going to be Javante Taylor and Javante Williams. My receivers as of now are McLaurin and Lamb. But I could end up starting Juju or Lazard. We'll see. Uh, Zach Ertz at tight end. And then my two flexes right now are Swift and Mitchell. Also, Lazard or Juju could take over Elijah Mitchell. Again, I went for a lot of play. Like, Goblin's not going to play week one, I don't think. And Hawkins won't play for the first six weeks. I also have Damian Pierce, who could play for me. Chase Edmonds as well. And TJ Hawkinson at tight end. But that's my team this week. Um, Going to be an uphill battle. Uh, my buddy, uh, paint me a, a Burrowham. Interesting name for Schmidt, of course. Uh, Going to be a tough matchup, though. He's got Joe Burrow, McCaffrey, Chubb, Deontay, Waddle, Kelsey, Lockett, Renfro in. Uh, Butker in the Broncos defense. I have suck up in the Saints defense. He does his backup quarterbacks Tua on the bench. He's got Hunter Henry, Kirk, Sutton, Damian Harris, Singletary, Dobbins, and Elijah Moore. It's gonna be a tough one. He's got a really good starting lineup, so it could be a tough one. Hopefully that Steelers defense really comes to play against Joe Burrow and you know holds him up. Uh, the other league is a this was the one person keeper league. Uh, Kansas boys. Um, let's just go to the game center. I match up my brother this week. I'm projected to lose by point six. Tight matchup. So I'm starting Mahomes, JT, Akers, Lamb, Jefferson, Kittle, Waller, Higgins. Don't know if I'm going to go the double tight end. I could start Russell Gage if Godwin's out. I think that could be a good play. If J.K. Dobbins is playing, potentially. Uh, I got Again, I got Hopkins. I have Godwin, Brady on the bench. I have Edmonds. Gage, Dobbins, Skymore, Pacheco, Kenneth Walker. Um, so my brother has Lamar, Mixon, Swift, Evans, Cup, Hunter Henry, Juju, and Waddle. He's got a really good team. Matt Gay in the Cowboys defense. He's also got Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Bob Tunyon, Kirk, Judy, Dylan, Lawrence, Michael Carter, Michael Gallup on the bench. He's got a really good team. Two tough, two tough games. So now we have the... Uh, Dynasty League, um, I'm starting Josh Allen, Nick Chubb, Dave Montgomery, Justin Jefferson, Nicole Hardman, Austin Hooper, Chase Edmonds, Mike Davis, but I'm worried about Mike Davis because now it seems like Dobbins could play. I could also play Duvernay or Drake London. I also have Hunter Henry, Drake London, Duvernay, McKenzie, Gainwell, Dobbins, Justin Fields, Derek Carr. He has pretty solid teams. Give me a t- it could be a tough one week one. He's got uh, Russell Wilson, Connor, ETN, Cup, Diggs, Waller, Jacobs, Marquise Brown, Carlson, Rams defense on his bench. Got Dearness Johnson, T. Chandler, third stream running back for the Vikings, Allen Robinson, Jalen Tolbert, Sky Moore, Julio Jones, and uh, Albert O. It's an uphill, but I think I could win that. We need Allen to have a really big game. This unedited pod. Um. I will be starting, I play my brother, this is a super flex league, I'll be starting Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, ETN, Diggs, Waddle, Dalton Schultz, Ertz, Albert O, and Dak, tight end premium as well, uh, Double. it's two flexes, and then a super flex, so this will be a high scoring league, 
Uh, Dak Prescott be my super flex with Prater and New Orleans D. I have on the bench Mac Jones, Zeke, AJ Dillon, Antonio Gibson, who could be a play this week. James Cook, Godwin, Nicole Hardman, Darnell Mooney, Christian Watson, and Isaiah Likely. Uh, my brother's starting team. Uh, okay. Patrick Mahomes, Najee Harris, Nick Chubb, Mike, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Mark Andrews, Sky Moore, DK Metcalf, Tua, uh, Matt Gay, Cowboys defense. He also has Matt Ryan, Naheem Himes. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Walker, Mark Ingram, Valdez, Scantling, Rashad Bateman, Hooper, and Frymouth. And then we go, this is the best ball league, so I don't really get to set a lineup. Oh, I can't even look at it, sadly. Um, yeah, I can't even look at my best ball lineups on here, which makes absolutely no sense at all. Oh, I can look at the draft results. Okay, so I can go through my team. Okay. Roster. Here we go. So I have... Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, Najee Harris, James Conner as my running backs, Devontae Adams, Rashad Bateman, Darnell Mooney as my uh, receivers, Dalton Schultz at tight end, Dave Montgomery, Alan Lazard, Sky Moore in the flex, which I may play Ertz. I also have Ertz, Julio Jones, Khalil Herbert, Jamal Williams, Romeo Dubs, Baker Mayfield, Darnell, Darrell Williams, KJ Osborne, Deshaun Watson, Jarek McKinnon, and Duvernay. Uh, that is a best ball league, so yeah, I don't even have to set a lineup. The lineup just does it for you in best ball. But here we go, my pre-week one NFL top 16 power rankings. At number one, I have the Buffalo Bills coming in to start the year. Um, big matchup week one with my number two, Los Angeles Rams. So one versus two in week one. Um, big game there. I cannot wait for that. Kansas City at three. Tampa at four. This one was tough for me between the Chargers and the Ravens. I went Chargers 5, Ravens 6, because I just like the Chargers' weapons better. Green Bay at 7, Dallas at 8, Cincinnati at 9, Raiders at 10, Broncos at 11, Vikings at 12, Colts at 13, Saints at 14, Eagles Eagles at 15. You know what? Yeah, Eagles at 15, Niners at 16. Eagles, Niners, Niners, Cardinals was tough for me. Tough for me to rank those last two spots, but that's what I went with, Eagles and Niners. We'll let it play as it is. Game one prediction. So, again, me versus my brother head-to-head. I don't know how many games we differ on. Again, he – oh, so we differ on game one. I have the Bills winning 27-24. He has the Rams winning 35-31. Sunday early games. We do not differ in this first game. We both have Panthers over Browns. I have 24-17. He has 27-10. Saints at Falcons. I have 28-10 Saints. He has 17-3 Saints. Here's where, uh, one that we differ. This is my upset of the week. I'm going Bears over Niners 23-20. I didn't really like any of the upsets. Um, I didn't count like Lions-Eagles in upsets. I think that spread's only like three. We counted more of like, I think like five and a half and up for upsets. So I went Bears though. I The only other one I could have taken was the Giants over the t- Titans. But I'm going Bears 23-20 in my upset of the week. He's got Niners 24-14. Uh... These are wrong. 20. It's not my pick. Okay. Uh, we both rode the Bengals. We didn't want to. We, he, he actually really wouldn't take upset. Almost the same exact score. I have 23-20. He has 23-21. Um, hold on. 
set this all back up. I just got out of wax. I had to change the goddamn score. I didn't realize that I, ha I had it as a tie. That was not my pick. <laughs> tie was not my pick. Okay, so back to the games. So we both have Bengals. Uh, he went... This could have oh this couldn't have been upset because it was only three and a half. Uh, Eagles at Lions. I have Eagles twenty four twenty. He has Lions fourteen thirteen. So he's taking Lions. That's the one we differ on. Uh, Colts at Texans. I have thirty one seventeen. He has thirty one ten. God damn, that's fine. Uh, we both have Dolphins. I have Dolphins twenty sixteen. He has twenty three twenty one. Um, and then his is his upset of the week. <laughs> Joe Flacco and the Jets stunned the Ravens at home 27-24. I took Ravens big. That is his upset of the week, though. Um, Jaguars at Redskins. I have Jaguars 24-21. He has 27-24 Jags. Sunday midday games. Raiders. At Chargers, we differ. I have the Chargers 30-27. He has the Raiders 35-31. Packers at Vikings. Uh, I have Packers 2017. He has uh, Packers 28-21. Giants at Titans. I have Titans 27-19. He actually has the Giants 21-17. Uh, Chiefs at Cards. I have 35-27. He has 42-27 Chiefs. Sunday Night Football, we both went with the Cowboys. 31-28 Dallas, 34-31 Dallas for him. And Monday Night Football, I went Denver 34-10 over the Seahawks. He went Denver 24-17. So how many games do we differ on here? One, two, three, four. I'm going to have to ask him if he picked the Steelers. He may have picked the Steelers, 21-20. I'm going to have to ask him. So it could be five, six. So we differ on seven of the 16. So you have weird, different records for sure. Differ on seven of the 16. That's awesome. So my final playoff predictions. Again, the NFC, I had the Tampa Bay as the one. Rams as the two. Cowboys three. Packers four. Packers four. Vikings five. Uh, Niners six. Saints seven. So Rams, Saints. Two versus seven. Give me the Rams. Cowboys, Niners. Give me the Cowboys. Packers, Vikings, give me the Packers. I really thought about an upset here. I'm going to take the Packers, though. So, Bucks, Packers in the divisional, give me the Bucks. Rams, Cowboys in the divisional, give me the Rams. Bucks versus Rams. I'm taking the Bucks to get to the Super Bowl. AFC time. Uh, Bills were the one. Chiefs, the two. Ravens, the three. Colts, the four. Chargers, the five. Raiders, the six. And Bengals, the seven. So, wild card weekend. Bills obviously get a bye. Chiefs-Bengals, give me the Chiefs. Ravens-Raiders, really thought upset here. Um, Ravens, though, and then I... it's now, it, Let's be real. If the Colts and the Chargers played, the Chargers would be favored, but I have the 5 seed going into Indianapolis and beating them, so the Chargers advancing. Bills versus Chargers, I got the Bills. Chiefs versus Ravens, I got the Chiefs. Chiefs versus Bills, I got the Chiefs. And Chiefs get their revenge in the Super Bowl over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Patrick Mahomes gets his second Super Bowl. That is that's that would be my prediction. So yeah, again, the uh, the big announcement is the second pod coming. Uh, real quick, let me fix this. I did not. Yeah, 
to 20. I think he did. Yeah, he did. I think he went 21-20 Steelers. That could have been his upset of the week instead of the goddamn Jets. Um, But, yeah, like I said, Tuesdays will stay unedited with just me. Talking what happened in college football, combat sports, soccer, and NFL from the weekend. And then on Thursdays will be me and, you know, I'll select a few. Talking Thursday about sports betting. Obviously, fantasy football will be updated every Tuesday for sure. Probably talk, We'll probably talk fantasy football. A lot of us are in the same league, so in the same leagues. Uh, so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get that going Thursday. I cannot wait. It's going to be it's super exciting. Uh, can't wait to do it. Like I said, it'll go by you have three bets that you have to put in for your locks that will be kept on record. Um, and we will keep going. You'll have three each week, and we'll keep going, see who can have the best record after a while. Um, and then we'll have other, uh, whoever's on the show or on the panel uh, that can make the podcast, that I or the select few I choose for the podcast. We'll have, I want everyone to come with other bets they got for the weekend. Of course, I'll have a ton. Like I said, did very well in soccer today. Soccer's been treating me well. I can already, I've, already, I've already seen a few soccer bets I really like for the weekend, so we'll see when it comes. Again, Thursday morning. You know, Wednesday night I'll be looking, but Thursday by 3 o'clock will be the deadline to uh, get everyone on the panel to get their three locks in. Um, so that'll be exciting. Um, cannot wait for it. It's going to be super fun. But, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We will see you Thursday for KB and the Boys Episode 1. Peace, guys.